0: Hello, I was like. Is it my internet? No. <laughs> what happened? Did you hear me? <laughs> no.
1: No. I
2: the last bit. Just heard
0: you say hello, but didn't hear the last
2: bit. <laughs> it was just like stuck on my face, freeze frame, and then on the, in, the, in the intro, and then I saw you guys. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. Oh. Hi. Welcome to your auntie's could never. This is Auntie A.K. This is actually episode fifty. Episode fifty. We're half a century old. It's fantastic. Um, I'm Auntie AK, as I just said, and I'm here with my
3: wonderful ladies. Auntie Farah. Auntie Nana. And
2: Auntie Shale. Yo, 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 ladies. How you doing? How you doing? Wow one. For the wild one. Well done, my. no well run, my lovely well one indeed. Um wow. By the way, I just just before we get into it, hello everybody! Everybody, everybody joining and welcoming and watching, and listening. Um, Guerrilla girl, I, we, we didn't catch up on about her last week, and I just wanted to acknowledge the fact. Have you not heard that she donated her funds to charity because she feared the backlash? And um, yeah, so I, and I I watched an interview. I can't remember who it was. It was someone, someone on Facebook, and she was really I really felt for because she was so like you know the backlash has been a lot. I feel like I just, I literally just took to internet because I was so, like, at a loss. I didn't expect all of this. I didn't want all of this. It's been a lot. And she, her voice was so tremulous. It's like, wow. I really, really, really felt that. I did watch that a couple of weeks ago, so I'm sure she's kind of dealing with it now, and I've heard she's got a manager. But I just think it was just interesting that I feel like she's been guilted into giving the money back. I suppose we should make this a question later on, but um, I don't know if I'd be giving the money I back. I don't
0: think she okay. gave it back. She's given it to charity.
2: I mean, sorry, charity, charity, giving it. Yeah, which
0: is, charity, which is, which is fine. It's, it's, it's up to her to do that. Like, if she wasn't trying to um, gain anything from it, like, do you know what I mean? She wasn't trying to make money. But the the thing is, is there's copycats, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, the people going out and putting gorilla glue purposely and building GoFundmes purposely. So I think it kind of just shows that she's she's trying to just demonstrate that's. She doesn't need maybe she doesn't need extra cash like that. Do you know what I mean? At the moment, anyway. Um, and yeah, that she's not out to scam people. It was a genuine mistake.
2: Yeah, I I just felt like I felt like if she felt guilted into um giving it to charity. Because it seemed like that's where it came from. Like I don't want because she was like as you said, she didn't want people to think that she was scamming or doing it for anything. So I just I just hope that she, it just wasn't, you know, like feeling bad. So you gave the money away. You know, like it's I don't know, I don't know. But anyway, anyway. Let's get into who we're welcoming to the family.
0: Cool, so I am welcoming a personal favourite of mine, um, and mainly my like my surrogate social media mom. Um, and that is uh Miss Tina Knowles Lawson. I absolutely love her. Like she brings me so much joy on social, it's just unbelievable. And she was um she done a post the other day, she done two posts recently that I was just like, Oh my god, like bless this woman. like she was praising her son in law Jay-Z about his. His new deal with um oh I can't remember what it's called LHM something um kind of thing so he sold 50% of um Ace of Spades, is it um his drink company and um she was just praising him about the work that he does behind the scenes and everything like that and then she's also doing I think a live with Kelly um Roland um who's like kind of like a surrogate daughter as well right um so Kelly's um, just released a track which is about her mother's death, I believe, and um, I think Kelly and um, Miss Tina are going to have a conversation about motherhood and that sort of thing as well um, later on this week. So I just like, I just think that she is just, I just love her energy. I think that she's so supportive. She claps back in the most classy way. She protects her children and um, yeah, I think she's an all-round really good example of um that mother energy so yeah
2: welcome mommy tina she's our mum right yeah mommy yeah. tina yeah yeah, yeah. Your okay. welcome 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 elder
1: auntie
2: <laughs> yeah big auntie and mama mama right big, one, call... yeah. big auntie i think i'd call her auntie i don't know if i call her no, auntie mmm interesting i wonder what i call her Probably like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. That was what I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd call her Where's Beyonce? <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, okay, so look, my um what have I heard? What we heard, what have we heard in the news today? It's coming straight to me. I was really irritated. <laughs> it's so silly. It's not silly. I was really irritated um last was it this last week, I guess, when um I saw the 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 UK's BAME celebrity um, video um, featuring all our kind of middling celebrities um, of different ethnicities telling us to get the vaccine. Um, I might, let me see if I can play a little bit of it. I mean, yeah, hold on one sec. It's got lots of slow words and stuff. Um,
0: Hello, namaste, satiri akal, assalamu alaikum.
1: This past year has been challenging for us all, with many of us losing our loved
0: ones. Just take the vaccine. Many in our community have suffered the most, largely due to our efforts on the front line at the NHS. It's how we've been brought up. It's why we have such
3: immense pride when a family member becomes a doctor or a nurse. The most widely used vaccines are Muslim. The vaccine does
0: not include pork or any material of fetal or animal origin.
2: Now, you know what? There's more so you can watch it. It was that particular line that actually got on my nerves. Like, we're not the only ones who have conspiracy theories, but the way that line was dropped in, it doesn't contain pork and doesn't have fecal matter. Like, are we dumb? I, maybe I'm being dramatic and over sensitive, but I just felt like, I don't know, It just felt a little bit uh, patronising to have those lines thrown into this. Because um, I don't, I'm not convinced by any of these celebrities in this video telling me that they've got it or their family's got it. What will work better for me personally is seeing, um, sorry, I'm giving my answer before I've asked the question. But um, yeah, I would rather see doctors and maybe doctors of colour and scientists of colour giving me the facts rather than a bunch of celebrities who just are gonna learn it the same way I'm gonna learn it. So anyway, I wanted to ask you guys, did you guys watch the video? How do you feel about it? And have any of those celebrities in this video convinced you to see differently, if you were having two minds about getting the vaccine? And also, is there a celebrity on this earth who if they did it, you'd be like, I don't care what, who, yes, they did it, I'm doing it. I'll go to Auntie Farah Fest.
1: Yes, I did watch the video and while watching it, my eyes were rolling and I've got big eyes, so it didn't take much for it to roll. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, I understand why they've done it and I understand the people that they're trying to reach. I'm not that, I'm not that person. There are people out there who get their, get their research from WhatsApp. So I I get where they're going with this. You know, they did a whole hour on, I think it was BBC, no Sky News the other day, they did a whole hour show about the BAME community not wanting to take the vaccine and why and the conspiracy theories and this, that and the other. However, my thing is that none of those people are going to make me feel like I'm going to now going to get the vaccine. And I think the people that are in my circle who are apprehensive about getting it, only because they want to see more research, they, you know, they want to see more... um, results from the vaccine they want to know more about it before they rush out and get it I think that's not going to make us go out and get it having seen these famous famous people talk about I can't wait my sister got it last week I'm so excited to get the vaccine like I've got a lot of you know I've got a lot of eye rolling towards all of that I think if you're gonna get it you're gonna get it if you want to get it it should be your choice that's totally fine I understand what they're saying about the more people get it the better it is I get that. But then at the same time, it's always like, well, if 90 percent of people have got it, then 10 percent haven't got it. Who's it hurting? And the thing is, as well, we are the minority. They keep telling us we're the minority. Why are they now pumping? It's so important for the minority of the people to get it if we're the minority. So, yeah, I, I long story short, I it didn't make me feel like I'm going to go rush to go and get it anymore. I'm still going to wait to see what happens. I don't think that they, this is my own humble opinion. I don't think that every they these people know anything because they're not doctors, they're not professionals. They're just normal people who have been given a script and been told some information like we've been told information. They don't know any more than we do. They know what they've been fed. They haven't got the scientific evidence because they do, probably can't translate the scientific scientific evidence. But yeah, get it if you want to get it. Don't if you want. If you want to sit down and wait,
0: wait. Auntie Shadeh. Um. So the question was, did I watch it? Yes, I did watch it. Um. And has it changed my mind? No, it hasn't changed my mind. I'm. I'm still going to get it. I don't. I don't feel, like. Um. Well, it it didn't kind of speak to me, just because of the type of people that were in there. Anyway, do you know what I mean? Like they're not people who would influence me anyway. I didn't have an issue with the pork reference or the fecal matter, um, because that's what people are discussing when um when you see on social media social media and stuff when you see like those whatsapp messages going around and everything like that those are the types of things that people are saying and if you're a Muslim person knowing that you know it doesn't contain pork is very important do you know what I mean so it just doesn't it doesn't bother me at all um and and if 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 they're even though it might be a script, if they're presenting what they believe are to be facts, then yeah, like put those in there to kind of dispel dispel any kind of myths or issues with 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 the fear of getting the vaccine. And I think I I think it is important. Um, I'm not an anti-vaxer. Let me just put that out there. I think I'm maybe in the minority, but I'm, I'm definitely not. The thing un- is, no, 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 I'm not. I'm um, I'm not anti-vaxxer and I think that um, I think vaccinations are important and I think that um, that there is a problem within our community it does seem to be a problem within our community of people like not trusting um, and not going through with vaccinations or being delayed in getting vaccinations and the knock-on effect of that could be more deaths in our community so I do think it is important to kind of like counteract that miss messaging with with something i'm not saying that this should be it do you know what i mean but i do think you you have to have something um i mean they talked about it in parliament as well um a lot so yeah we'll 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 see what happens but yeah yeah that's that's my point.
3: um i only watched um, probably like the first 20 seconds. So um, I haven't seen it. So I don't even know who the celebrities are. I've just read people talking about the campaign. Um, I don't, I, I'm more, <laughs> this probably like made me way more suspicious because what when have they ever cared about <laughs> any black or brown folk? To then be spending money on a big campaign, to be running like uh, no, nah, I, I just it made me, it made me even more suspicious. But then again, I really do urge anybody that wants to get the vaccine just go and get it. Let's just get to the seventy percent. Let's do it as quick as possible. And really, from people that I know, I swear the tide is changing. Way more people are more like actually, I'm going to get the vaccine. So the the campaign not this campaign but actually like the news and 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 just doctors calling up it's worked so I don't really know why they've spent money on this but I bet you if you looked into the production company it probably is somebody's brethren and that's why it's being done
2: yeah I think overall I mean I was irritated but (laughs) not to lose any sleep over it but and then in having further conversations people like well you know what some of those celebrities are like you know very household name, you know, tea time shows and news shows and breakfast news and, you know, some, you know, like East Coronation Street stars and stuff like that. So it could affect, and I'm being very cynical, you know, young person, like these people, like my people, so I'm not going to listen to them. So there's that. There's an element of that, that I'm being a bit of a smug young person in regards to the people that were on, were in the video. Um, And I think you're right in the sense that the campaign has worked in whatever campaign or however they're doing it, because people the people that are in our psyche that are starting to take it and take pictures of them taking it and say that they took it, it it's it's seeping into everyone's own systems and it's like, okay, cool, so-and-so. So So subconsciously, even if you're like, I'm not affected by anyone doing it, the more people that seem like your regular people that are getting it and are coming out okay on the other side, it's starting, I guess it's starting to convince people. I can't remember who I was speaking to yesterday. and um, But they were saying that actually... They're t- looking at people who are young who haven't had children, they were t- I- I- ch- telling them to kind of be cautious and maybe wait and not take it so soon. And wh- that was interesting. I haven't seen much conversation about that, and I wish I could remember who I was talking to. But they were informed, and they were saying, "Yeah, uh, it may be not people who are haven't had kids. Women who had kids, or women who haven't had kids. I don't know if it's actually women or young women, younger women. I don't know if actually there's an age limit to this. Um, but yeah, they were saying that if you haven't had children, maybe pause a little bit." So that's an interesting aspect. Um, and I, I don't know if there's anyone on this earth that, like, if they did it, I would literally want to do it because they did it. But I can see the more it's been normalised, it'll be easier for me to make a decision because I'm still sceptical. Um, you guys didn't say who, who who on this earth could convince you, like, with no question, whether you're sceptical or not, if they did it, you do it. Is there anyone? I had, no one. Chris Brown, maybe? No, the thing <laughs> is, the thing is this,
1: okay, let's say, I think... I'm not anti-VAC. What I am is I like to have information and I like to have the element of choice. When something's forced on me, that makes me raise my eyebrow. It makes me a little bit suspicious if you're forcing something on me because I want to know why it's being forced on me. Um, I think like you all said, it's, it's, it's not necessarily this campaign that's worked. It's seeing that more and more people are getting it. It's seeing that the people within your own communities are getting it. I think that's what's worked. My mum was a nurse for like 40, 50 years, whatever it was. I can't remember. Long time anyway. But um, she at first was like, she's not getting it. She has to have an operation on her knee, which means she has to go to hospital. And that's meant that she's gone and got the vaccine. You know, I've got friends who've got chronic asthma. They've gone and got the vaccine. And I think that because they've chosen, they've done their research, they've chosen, they feel comfortable, they've gone and got it. And I think that's the main thing. It should be about personal choice. If you feel comfortable enough to go and get it, then go and get it. And I think the majority of people do feel like that. But then there are people like me who are a little bit like, I'm going to wait to get it. I don't think there's one person on the earth could make me get it. The only person that could is my mum. And she's gone and got it. And I'm still like, mm, I'm going to wait. So
2: any of you guys anyone that could
3: I was just thinking did you guys see Ashraide's um live where he was talking yeah. about no, I, don't I, I yeah, stopped I watching that as well because I was like, no, they've got Asher D, and I really liked him.
0: <laughs> people are trying to crucify you, man, and it's like, and that's the thing, that's the other side. It's just like the people. It's all well and good if you don't want to take the vaccine and, and 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 say that oh, you want a choice. But people who choose to, they they, they get crucified. So it's just like that's not choice. That's not fair, is it? It's is about being a
2: you know like supporter, isn't it? <laughs> It's like being a black Trump supporter. <laughs> oh, man, I don't think it's the same thing at all. But
0: like, <laughs> I think that, um, I think, like I said, I think we we talked about this before early on, and I said the only person that could possibly make me do it when I was a bit more sceptical was Mel uh, Melissa Wardrobe. And um, I think, I, I believe that she's pro-vaccine, so, so <laughs> I was right. <laughs> I'm in that <laughs> so,
2: Let's Let's get the, let's get the comments.
0: Oh, is it me or is it you? Um, I think it's you. you are, it's me. Okay, cool. Uh, so Monica's saying, and Monica and Nicole are saying, "Happy fiftieth episode!" Thank you very much, ladies. Um, Nicola says, um, "I don't think I do not think that this was for Black people. I thought it was for the Asian community." Hashtag ignored. And Akoya says, "No one," as in no one would be able to convince her.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, watch this space. You probably, you know, we'll see. That's all. Um, that's it.
3: Moving on to Auntie Nana. What have you heard in these streets? Okay, right. My story is about the Honourable Matt Hancock. So I'm reading from the BBC News, just so that everybody is up to speed on this. Um, uh, a judge has ruled that Matt Hancock acted unlawfully when his department did not reveal details of contracts it had signed during the COVID pandemic, a court has ruled. A judge said that the health secretary had breached his legal obligation, but by not publishing details within 30 days of contracts being signed, the public had a right to know where the vast amounts have spe- had spent mm, the vast amounts had gone and how contracts were awarded. The government said it fully recognised the importance of transparency, but Labour claimed the government's awarding of contracts was plagued by a lack of transparency, cronyism and waste. And um, there's no full-on total as to how much was, but it's supposed to be in the billions. And there's a, a note going around on various different websites saying that this is only just part of the radical spends that the um, government did last year, but also the app, let me just find it, just so that we have some context. You know, the track and trace app that was out, it's saying that if you could spend a million pounds a day for 63 years, still you would still not have spent what the health secretary, Matt Hancock, and his mates spent on the failed track and trace app. So that's like, and that's just on one aspect. So we're going into now the PPE and all of that jazz that was, that was spent. Just wanted to get you ladies' thoughts on the government's corruption and the lack of kind of accountability. Nobody's lost their jobs. Just really that there's, no, there's been no big foray about it. It's kind of just been said and swept under the carpet. What do you guys think about that, Auntie Shadow? Yeah,
0: <laughs> what are you gonna say, mate? Like, is 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 corruption to the very core, isn't it? Like, absolute corruption. I was watching Prime Minister's Questions yesterday. Was it yesterday? And like, I think about ten different MPs asked him about it, and he just that like, had the same line. He was just like, you know, in the we had to get it through, and like, do you know what I mean? Like, it was just ridiculous. So, like, and I saw um, Matt Hancock on uh, Good Morning Britain talking to Piers Morgan. They're not apologizing. They're they're not even going to apologize because apologizing would um, mean that uh, they accept some sort of blame um, and they've done something wrong. So, they're not going to do it. I think, like, at the end, I don't know. This country voted them in. What do they expect? This is what they do. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, they're capitalists. And it, to the very core, they're going to try and make as much money as possible, even in a pandemic. Um, and that's what they've done. It's, it's disgraceful, to be honest. And the thing is, the worst thing is, it's just like they had a chance to raise the the pay for nurses and NHS workers and they didn't do it. I just want people to remember that because right now we're in a bit of a bubble and we're just like, yay the, the end is near. Do you know what I mean? But like. They, people need to, re- if Labour know what they're doing, like, or the Lib I don't even know if the Lib Dems are going to get through, but they should be attacking this, like, constantly. Do you know what I mean? They can't let this go at all if they want to win the next election.
2: As you far?
1: Matt Hancock is exceptionally skilled at skirting around the truth. Matt Hancock, is the sky blue? Well, you know, it's got elements of white in there, but is the sky blue? Well, it's got, you know, well, maybe you, you, you might be able to see it like that, but, you know, like, I'm not certain if it's blue. Matt, that's Matt Hancock to a T. Um, I'm not even surprised. I'm not even surprised. I read the article, I read the news, I was like, mm, what's going to happen? Nothing. Because it's just like, if you look at all the times that these politicians, politicians, have been caught out, it comes out, the people are outraged nothing happens. You know, let's look at the expenses scandal. Nothing happened. People are getting limousines from A to B. Nothing happens. This reeks of my brethren's got something. I'm going to give him this and he's going to get some money. Nothing's going to happen. The only thing is that they do is they let you know that they're fuckeries, Auntie Nana, Auntie AK, but they basically don't do anything about it. It's almost like it's a slap in the face. I'd rather not know than you tell me that you're fuckeries and you're just like, I'm just going to be fuckeries to your face. And that's it. And you roll on because that's all that it is. It's like, it's, it's that illusion of democracy. It's that illusion of, um, you know, you can do something about this, but you really can't. I'm not even surprised. It's just bollocks, isn't it, really?
2: Yeah, I can't much add much because... um. That and there's no one I feel in Labour to challenge it. I think Keir Starmer is. He looks like a conservative. I don't. He just looks, smells. I haven't smelled him, but he smells with a screen like a conservative. Everything he does seems conservative. I don't. I. I. I think Labour's not going well. Boy, I don't know how they're going to convince people to vote for them whenever the next election will be. And so I just think we're going to be in this quagmire of deceit and corruption for a little while longer. It's um. What else can we say? It's Emperor's New Clothes. As we keep saying, this fake democracy that the West have, and they have, and again, they always throw, they um, project it onto other countries, but yet they are the masters of corruption. If anything, possibly our countries learn it from them because what the hell? The Masters of corruption. Matt Hancock is a cock, um, full fuckery, and all that type of stuff. I don't, I, I, I don't know what. What I would like to know is how we could. Um, how we the people could take them to task what can we do because it is voting power sure but then we vote them out if we whenever that chance arises and then we get some more people that do just the same or people conveniently forget like auntie sade said you know these were the people that voted not to increase pay rises for the people who are on the front line they what they did allow us for us to clap at eight o'clock and that's as far as it went but you know, people forget when it comes to the voting booths, then they're like, oh, this is, it's so, and again, we've just come out of the madness of watching America watch people support a man who just has a litany of complaints that were never dealt with and taken to task. And even now, he jumped up and he escaped impeachment. We don't have the kind of same processes here, but they just don't, nothing gets done. Expenses owners, and they know, I think that's another thing. They know what they can do. They know what they can get away with. So, it's so how, how many politicians really go to jail I don't even know, I can't really name One that's really gone to jail Like real jail I'm talking about hard time with Jem pop Not in a secluded nice space And he gets to have walks and his free course meal I'm Talking about real Jem pop criminal Because a lot of these guys need to be in that place So, you know, I don't have any kind of wise words But I just would love to know How really we, the people can get Take these people to task um, Without it being a war Bloody
3: war civil unrest or whatever it was auntie nana you know what what really got me was just the level of um other people kind of explaining for the government why they've done this like just like the indoctrination of like oh kind of what his excuse was like we we didn't have time but you had you had so you had enough time to sift through so you're saying all of these different um documents to know who was the company to go for you had time to sign checks and send it to people but you didn't have time to do the accountancy to actually like deliver the information to the people that i'm spending billions to various companies that seem to have affiliates to the conservative party but if this was done in another country you would be going to the un and the flipping g8 and g20 and trying to do sanctions against them like really I feel like a bank of lawyers should be getting together for our human rights and should be putting forward a petition for something to happen to this government like you can't just spend billions willy-nilly and then nothing like what is the track and trace app like where is the PPE like you was having people making stuff in their houses for ages factories turning out masks because Nurses and doctors didn't have any, but you had billions going out to places. And then you had the flipping school meals and you're sending out three pounds worth of stuff that should have been 30. That's corruption. It's like it doesn't it beggars belief. And then I don't understand how anybody can trust these people to take a vaccination. Like, how can you trust them when it's like they're always seeming to gain from this pandemic? Like I can't I can't trust them at all because this just seems like such the biggest money grab and scam on so many different levels and then I'm supposed to trust them with my health as well. But, you know, uh, it's just an interesting, it's an interesting time and um, d- popped into my head the mayor of, um, in New York, the governor of New York is now coming under fire for basically what we did over here putting the old people um, in COVID wards and and all of that scandal is coming to the forefront in the US. And again, I'm like, so when's that going to come out over here? When are we going to have this, The, the uh, I can't think what the word is, but the kind of like inquiry as to how many people died unlawfully because of our government? And will there right. be anything that will come from that?
0: I think we will. I think. I think we, there will be a public re- inquir- inquiry. There usually is when there is something of like this kind of magnitude that affects most of the country. Um, but I just don't think that we're going to get any serious outcome. Do you know what I mean? They'll go through the process, but we we just won't get. The, we're not going to get those answers because at the end of the day, like even whether whether we're in a pandemic or not. These people manage everything. Do you know what I mean? So it's not to me. It's not. It's not really a question of trust. Like that. <laughs> it's just they run everything. What can we do? There's nothing we can do, really. Not really. So I just think. It's kind of, I don't know, I, I can't be outraged by it at the moment because I know that no matter no matter what party was in power, they're going to slip up and do something. They're going to definitely bring their friends in. They're going to see the opportunity in that moment to make some money, to spend, you know, some, spend some taxpayers' money and, and make themselves rich. And that is just the pattern that we see across every single country. That's what happens. So, yeah.
2: I was going to say, oh, when there is that whole thing of you bring your brethren in, let's all make money, <laughs> and can we all hands on heart say that we wouldn't do the same? I'm not saying, I mean, I'd like to think I would not do the same, not to the expense of people dying or losing out money or anything, but these people are, this, this is human nature to like, let's bring our brethren in and we'll cream off the top. I, and actually, no, that's the wrong question because I wouldn't do it. I feel like I wouldn't do it, but it's, you have to be some sort of corrupt, but if you can get away with making money in a way that people would frown upon isn't it a human age how can we ever get how can we ever take away the appeal of that making quick buck because it's like
0: repercussions, right and there won't, yeah, they won't yeah, yeah. own the whole system they own the government they own the legal system they own everything they own systems in other countries like so how are they gonna if they're holding other countries like you're saying accountable but not <laughs> not holding themselves accountable they're corrupt to the court it's ridiculous. So it's just like there's no, I, um, you know, I don't want to be doom and gloom. I'm usually quite optimistic, but like I just can't see. Like there's, there's a, no way, like Matt, I said, yeah. go it's an illusion.
1: Yes, it's you illusion. It. it will go. There'll be a public inquiry, but nothing will happen.
2: How many publics inquiries going to change? How many public inquiries have changed anything?
1: This is what I'm saying. Then let's look at Grenfell. Let's look at what's happening yeah. with Grenfell. Mm-hmm. Nothing what is, is, is going to change. That's <laughs> my happening. point. Nothing is going to change. They do it because they want to keep us all believing and keep us in our place and make us feel like, okay, yeah, they're looking into our complaints. They're not looking into fuck all. They're not looking into fuck all. And while they're doing this public inquiry, it's costing us money while they're doing it as well.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, you know, it's just an illusion. So why do we keep having it? Because what are we meant to do? They'll come for us with their guns and
0: their bombs. You but need to kill the leader. Do you know what I mean? If you do, <laughs> they'll wipe you out. <laughs> they'll put crack in your community. They'll take you <laughs> Thank you. That's what they do. They've got they've had this plan. They'll
1: We've put crack it. in your community. They'll give you heroin when you don't want crack no more. Yes. They'll fucking give you guns. They'll talk about knife crime. They'll start licking and taking all your young men off the streets. They'll fuck right. up your educational system. They'll fuck up your healthcare. They won't give you no jobs. You can't go to university because it costs £10,000 million. They've got this game, man. They've got it. They've so, got it's us. So, But so, even
3: all of that, though, all of that, how can anybody really be like, oh, I'm going to listen to the government? Like, they... Not, the, well, do you have a choice? Everything you, you lined <laughs> out, sounds like psychopaths. And so for people to really be like, no, we need a government. I'm like, they're psychopaths, though. Like, would you have a psychopath living in your house? You wouldn't. You would get them out. And it's like, why is it that there's 66 million of us and there's like 600 MPs and and their staff basically running the country and we're all beholden to these thugs? It doesn't make any sense. I My mind... Boggles True. at how humans can be run by a set of psychopaths, and there's millions of us, and we all allow it to happen. It's like, uh? and then even when you say it, there'll be plenty of people that will listen to me and be like, Yeah, but you're mad. Why would you not want the government? And it's like, like, Are you being crazy? Well, that's there conditioning, yes. isn't it? It's
0: conditioning. It's conditioning. <laughs> you know, this is why like things like the Handmaiden's Tale are so scary,
2: yeah? Because <laughs> right. it's so possible. <laughs> Because it's the thing. Yeah, exactly. The way that happened, it's just incremental things like this lockdown. We all succumbed to lockdown incrementally. And then all of a sudden it's like, because like I I was saying to someone like this feels I'm all right. I know some people are itching to get out. I personally am all right. So I'm one of the conditions to that. There are health implications, but there are people who have been living their daily lives who have not got the got COVID, who have not. To succumb to anything and but yet they live their daily lives. But there's a bunch of us who stayed in position. There's others who are rebellious. There's all this it's just so easy to implant small things like handmade tail handmaid's tale. Just small things. By the way, you can't do this. By the way, this is not allowed. By the way, oh oh wow, I'm now in a red dress and a, a, a white headscarf and I'm
3: <laughs> serving some and your names of <laughs> I what, feel like, I names feel like, I or, feel like or, everyone thinks that they're they're
0: not they're not um they're above um, conditioning. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like, even yes. if they're aware of it, they think they're above conditioning. and It's just
3: not true. Like, this, we all, we're all we're, we're absolutely all conditioned. Every yeah. single person. Mm-hmm. But it's actually being like, how deep is this conditioning that we will allow people <laughs> to basically just steal our taxes? And nothing happens. Like, there's like there's not even a protest. <laughs> it's like, oh. I mean,
0: it's so deep that we're sitting on a podcast talking about it yes. and literally
3: talking about it. That's how deep it is. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> But this is, look, look, we've got evidence of the brainwash as well. <laughs> because yeah. as we just said about the, the vaccine, all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, people are taking it. So, like... Watch me next two months, yeah, man. I got my vaccine, <laughs> <And> then- <laughs> I'm
0: just like, I'm accepting the, I'm just accepting the circumcision This is what's going to happen. <laughs> I might as well get early. <laughs> what's, gonna, what's the difference
2: going to be? Why make my life any harder? It's just going to be so easy. I don't. I mean, it's interesting. Let's get some comments and boy.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Um, so Akoya says when you're when you're doing when you're doing is print when all you're doing sorry is printing money on paper you can print tons of it for your friends and family unfortunately the majority of the population are so short-sighted and believe in the system no matter what that in a couple of years they're still uh they will still go and vote if we had a credible opposition at labor um would walk out of parliament until the money was recovered and someone was in prison. All voters are culpable in the corruption of their leaders. Um, Ooh. sorry, just jumped. Uh, a quiz say a sorry, is saying hello, hi. Um and sorry, Nicholas says, Maybe Captain Tom's GoFundMe Walker Fund will fill the gap. <laughs> sorry <laughs> I've got it <there> too slowly <laughs> um jokers we need a uprising rebellion siege of babylon <laughs> vexation and then she goes on to say preach auntie nana um Akosia says that she's been on outreach all the way through covid um i'm splendidly well um lennox says it's not a vaccine Ronald says, right now, the Senate is holding live hearings on the law enforcement uh, response to the insurgent. They're grilling the Capitol Police, the Secret Service, the DC Police, etc. Do you have that sort of public hearing?
2: We don't do that over here, do we? We just have, like, prime no, minister? We don't
0: have public hearings, yeah. yeah. So, like, when, um, oh, Rupert Murdoch and oh, his yeah. son, they done something. For, I remember yeah. the head of Google had to do public hearing. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's
3: we it's do. The same In parliament, and you have to go and sit there and get grilled by MPs, yeah. And but it's, again, nothing that's
0: turned his back on us actually because of that process, and then it switched to um conservatives because he was like, fuck you, UK, we're <laughs> not gonna help and you. Us, and also,
2: our public who aren't as sexy as America makes them, it's not like. No, I mean, it's TV, it's not all you know, it's just very droll, and in Westminster, which is great anyway. So, that's another that's a brainwash because it doesn't make it entertaining, so we don't watch. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. That's what it sounds like. That's all you hear, and, and non- yeah. duck noises. Remember, they do the quack, quack, quack when yeah. they're <laughs> in they're like kids, <laughs> oh, yeah. they, oh, are well. they are like kids, yeah. Like, it's joke, it's a
2: joke. Well, they're like, yeah, 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 jeering, at not it really. Horrible! It is pantomime It's horrible. Um, but yeah, no, nothing's ever. I mean, I, I don't know. It is weird. As Auntie Shelley said as well, we're here talking about it. We we've all said how many times do we say Babylon uprising, civil unrest as Black people as well? We've been done that. We've been talking about that.
3: We've been saying this, but they kill us. I, I think. I think the only way is to just um, work on your exit strategy to Atlantis. I think that's the only way. <laughs> <laughs> but individually, not collectively. Yeah. So don't try and bug my phone because I'm not talking to anybody about it. But <laughs> literally that's the way forward.
2: Okie dokie. Auntie Shade, what have you heard?
0: Okay, so um my story is about Malcolm X's family. Um, calling for the reopening of the murder investigation due to new evidence. So for those that don't know, Malcolm X is a civil rights leader. Um, he was killed on the 21st of February in 1965. So this is about 56 years after his death. This new evidence is coming to light. Um, So although they were attackers that were caught at the time and sentence, um, there's always been like some conspiracy and, you know, different theories around his death and that that involved the FBI and the NYPD. Um, And this letter has now resurfaced. um, And it's allegedly from an officer who was part of the NYPD. His name was Raymond Woods and basically he kind of wrote this on his deathbed and he alleged that he was instructed to lure Malcolm X's security into criminal criminal activity. So he says, quote, under the direction of my handlers, I was told to encourage leaders and members of the civil rights mov- movement to commit felonious acts. Um So rightly so, the family are just like, yeah, we should look into this further, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> this is sufficient enough to look into this because effectively um, for the, the security being arrested made um, you know, his security detail weaker on the day that he was assassinated. So instead, essentially causing his death um, or helping to cause his death. Um, so the MP- NYPD are saying that they're happy to fully cooperate, but the FBI are currently saying nothing Um, So what do you guys think? Do you think that this is a step towards justice? Do you think justice will be served in the long run? Do you think the NYPD and FBI will be exposed for corruption? Do you think that this is even still important? Do you think that people even, um, to a certain extent, care about these details? Or do you think they already believe that FBI killed him anyway? So what difference would it make?
2: I will answer. I think that everyone knows or seems, feels to know that the FBI and the government and the heads of state had a hand in killing Malcolm X, in Martin Luther King, in Patrice Lumumba, the list goes on. All the people, all the civil rights leaders um, of that time and going forward and beyond were assassinated at the hands of instigation by government officials because they did not want the empowerment of black people, because they know that once we were empowered, we would do better. Um, we might have a big war to re- um, re- avenge the wrongdoings that we've experienced over the hundreds and thousands of years, hundreds of years that we've been around. So, yeah, I think everyone just has come to that comfortable conclusion. Um, I think it's for the family to get justice. Sure. But I also feel like what are they going to get? They're going to get an apology if, if it's proven they'll get an apology. And then what? it won't change the status quo, it won't change racism, or the fact that Malcolm X was killed, or murdered, I should say, um, and nothing changes. And literally, what I think the whole theme of the day is that <laughs> there's nothing we could do. Nothing we could do, the family at most should get an apology, and will that satisfy his family? Even the financial compensation? I don't know. Like, I, I um, it's just but then it also reinforces what 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 we what we've said before as well that if we dare to unite if we dare to have some put someone in in a space where they're leading us in conversation in how to be better and how to improve our situation then this is what they ha- they've they've shown it they've shown us this so i don't I, at this point, it's not that i don't care but i don't care because this is what i've already known this so what what, what new facts am i going to get um i just i I feel like <laughs> if we if we were that way vengeful the, the families of these people should just suffer but I mean it's not really fair they're gonna say that's my ancestor it wasn't is it was my you know my family it wasn't us who did it so but something has to happen but nothing changes the NYPD, LAPD, all the police states and um, police forces in America are known to be corrupt and racist and all that stuff same as over here they never get punished for it the system never changes we've marched we've seen people murdered on screen going forward in a legacy in the wake of Markham X and Martin Luther King. What do we have here? What do we have? What are we left with? Nothing's improved necessarily. So, um, boy, I mean, we've watched, um, I know we can't even talk about it really, not yet. It's coming out soon, but you are everyone's probably heard of Judas and the Black Messiah. So, you know, the premise of it. Um, and you know, the way that the FBI had a hard on just to get, get, the Black Panthers infiltrated so they could they could get to Fred Hampton to kill him. And the same way, if you watch MLK FBI, that documentary um, about Martin Luther King and how um, J. Edgar Hoover from the FBI had a hard on again just to get bring Markham, um, Mark, uh, Martin Luther King down. It's just white men who are scared of black together at unity and they do the most to make sure they don't survive and we don't prosper. Auntie Farrah, or Auntie Nana, sorry.
3: I think this is um, really on purpose, like with how people can kill somebody and nobody ever knows that it's been done. Why is it that the FBI and the police and the CIA are so shit at killing black leaders? I think it's totally purposeful. It's so that it sends a message to any aspiring black leader that this is what will happen to you. And it rings out and every so often, they let out a little bit more evidence to reinforce remember when on wholesale we killed your leaders when you were trying to have a civil rights movement and then they let it go for a little while and then black people start uniting and then they bring up remember when we killed all the the civil rights leaders it's purposeful and really us wanting some type of justice for this I understand as a family you're absolutely going to want to explore all different avenues but I think whenever they say yes and a little bit more information comes out I think it's very deliberate, it's really on purpose and it's to scare people that are on the front line that this, remember when you all got together what happened to a lot of people and we have to we, we really have to turn our backs on trying to get anything from the flipping psychopaths. <laughs> Can we try and play another game? Like, it, we're not going to get anything from, from an inquiry. It's, it's not going to happen. They're going to give the information that they want to give and that's it. Exactly. Auntie Farah.
1: Yeah. Um, so will it make a difference? It might make a difference to the family for them to get some sort of closure, some sort of clarity as to what happened. But we all know the FBI were 100% responsible for this. It's within their DNA to do this. This is what they do. We spoke about it before. They infiltrate. They, you know, they um tear down from within. That's what they do. That's what they're trained to do. Um, I don't think anyone is surprised by this. I don't think that... um any justice, any real justice will happen because I believe that everybody's dead. And what they do is they let these things play out until the last man is alive and then they let it come out. There's the, As long as anybody's living, you know, these things are all sealed and blacked out and all the sort of evidence that you could read is is un, undisclosed until like 60, 70, 80 years later. And there's a reason for that. It's because everyone's dead and no one can be held accountable. So there's no harm in them letting this information out now. That's probably why the NP- NYPD are like, yeah, sure, here here you go, have it. But the FBI aren't going to talk yet because they might still have one or two people that are alive. But, yeah, it's, uh, and no, one is, no one is surprised by this. They did it, to, as you said, they did it to MLK. They did it to every single leader who's made a difference within our lives. They've done it in our own countries, our back homes. They've done it. It's not surprising, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, Auntie
2: Shadow.
0: Um, so yeah, I mean I think it's worth um I do think it's worth continuing with the investigation because I do think like justice should be served. It should be. Um I don't know if it will be though. That's that's I guess that's that's that. Um I do think, and I think it's like kind of what do you call it? Um we've already seen things like this that have like historical, like new data or new evidence, like years later, like with Emmett Till um, and Carolyn, is it Carolyn Bryant? Um, you know, who's confessed essentially to say that, you know, she lied. Do you know what I mean? She said she's lied and um, nothing's happened to her. Absolutely nothing's happened to her. She's in hiding. Do you know what I mean? So I, I wonder what the outcome Will actually be. Um, I do think that there is um, definitely something could be done um, with regards to what's it called um, suing them. I think I think yeah, and I, I don't know where I got this from. Maybe it may be something that Tamika Maori said, but I do think that there there is something to be said of like literally suing everybody until that they get they get so poor <laughs> do you know what i mean that they cannot afford to do you know what i mean like to um to do these crimes and have these consequences and then they will kind of evoke a change of behaviour i don't think that's all they should do but i think that is one way definitely you can kind of get like a, a balance on these types of things from a different angle
2: yeah I think um uh, what was I going to say? Will you, Yeah, I, I, I don't. coming what I lost my train of thought. Um, I definitely think. I think Auntie Nana said it as well about suing everybody and constantly just keep suing them, keep suing them. I just, want, I just wonder about the repercussions on the families because these things take years and energy and emotions. And not to say that you shouldn't. It's just they they make it hard to do that even when you know that you should. They make it difficult to even your right in court is met with so much obstacles that that's why so many families who are due real justice and it could be any type of um social injustice or whatever not just racial they just end up settling out of court because what the hell because it it will take years and maybe generations might die before finally something an agreement is reached and then that agreement might even still be a settlement and might you know they might be able to wangle not a complete admission or a complete apology but some sort of we were wrong, but we weren't wrong, but we're not going to say that we were wrong. And that's what you're going to have to deal with and maybe get a couple of million that, you know, as inflation goes up, you just don't even get, it doesn't even benefit you anymore and all that type of stuff. So it's a really, again, <laughs> we're in this bubble, this Truman show of madness um, that we can't get out of. And But I, I, I think for the family personally, yes, get your, get what you need out of this um, and definitely expose the people that were involved and have them held accountable if they can be. But it is about the institutions, it really need to bring down the institutions. Um, let's get some comments.
0: Okay, uh, so Okoye says, uh, we know they killed him, yes open up the investigation, why not? The FBI and the CIA already have released loads of documents that show that they have been killing, poisoning people at home and abroad for decades. Maybe it will help black people to realise that they must stop voting and should take radical responsibility for our lives and no longer waste our energy in their stupid pretense Mm -hmm. of democracy. Um, Also says, uh, Auntie Nana, you're so right, and that it's like the slavery films. It's all about bringing up trauma. Um, Ronald says the Manhattan um, district attorney is reviewing the convictions of the two Nation of Islam members who were convicted of his murder. So I guess their lives would be impacted and their families' lives would be impacted by this. Um, And then uh, Akosia says we all know this is what they do to tear us down um Akoya says uh so so right auntie Shale. take them to court for 10 billion it would be great if you had 10 different actions wanting 10 billion each yeah. can't ignore that um nicola says the fight is real which is why i love doreen lawrence she demonstrates one way to tackle those
2: who kill us yes very true Anyone else got anything else to say on that? Cool. Auntie Farah, what have you heard? What have
1: I heard? What have I heard? What have I heard? Um, I am going to speak about Boris's um, roadway to ending our lockdown. So Boris yesterday looking fully Wurzel gummage announced um, a four-step roadway to the end of all of this Corona pandemic lockdown life. So he said from the first of, sorry, from the 8th of March, uh, all schools will reopen. I can't express how much that makes me happy. From the 29th of March, outdoor gatherings of up to six people or two households will be allowed, um, still maintaining social distancing. Uh, He said from the 12th of April, uh, non-essential retail shops, hairdressers and some public buildings and libraries can open, outdoor settings like alcohol, takeaway, beer bear gardens can resume. And then finally, from the 21st of June, he is expecting for um, everything to be finished. So, <laughs> you know, he's expecting to a review of the ease of um, social distancing and whether or not that still needs to continue. But, yeah, so my question to you guys is, what do you think that this new news means, and how do you think that it's going to affect businesses and our lives going forward, Auntie
2: Shadow?
0: So unprepared. I was just thinking about carnival. Um, so what was the question? So what do I think? So he's announced this, and he's yeah. saying
1: that these are all the these are the four steps towards. Yeah. Focus, But at every step, there's going to be a check in. And it's like, how are you responding to the latest? You know, there's going to be feedback on how is the vaccine working? And how is it? How's it all going now that we've moved on to the next step? So with him saying by the 21st of July, sorry, the 21st of June, all of this is going to be done. And we can revert to normality. How do you think that's going to affect businesses that can't open until the 21st of June? And how do you think that's going to affect our lives going forward? Do you really think it's going to be normal? Or do you think we're going to be in a new
0: norm? So, um, okay, right. So in terms of how it's going to affect the businesses you can't open to then, I guess it's just more of the same. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I, I would kind of be very cautious. I do think in terms of like that, industry across industries we're going to see a lot of businesses die um do you know what i mean unfortunately and people are going to have to retrain and go into different roles and that sort of thing so i think our whole i think our whole landscape in terms of like businesses across the board is going to look very different and how we work is going to look very different i don't think there is like we're not we're never going to go back like we we do definitely have a new normal um oh, sorry the other part. oh what did you say again the- <laughs> Had a point. The last bit, it was about.
1: Well, you said it really about the new norm, and how you think it's going to affect us. Like, do you ever think that we're really going to go back? And no, do you think twenty first of June is realistic?
0: I don't think so. And I do think that, you know, let's be real. He's lied every step of the way. Yeah. So let's just take this announcement with a pinch of salt. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's just, you know, have that in mind, but just know there might be a few delays here and there. Um, But at the same time, I do think like, I think, I think Boris is looking for a way out himself, to be honest. Um, So I think, think um I, I do think that um what do you call it? He's had enough. You can tell by uh, his hair. He's definitely had enough. Like he, he's like he's stressing, he looks stressed. Um and I think he wants to be outside. Do you know what I mean? So I think um I I think um everyone's it's always good to have something to look forward to. Um, especially en masse as well. I think, like, as British people, we'll probably come together. We'll probably abuse it on the 21st, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's probably going to get fully drunk, spend all their money, do you know what I mean, all that kind of stuff. And to be honest, to a certain extent, I can't wait. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm happy. But then the, what do you call it, the uh, cases are probably going to go up. And I think it will just prove that, you know, unfortunately, and it's not to be insensitive at all about the serious situation, is that we're just going to have to find a way to live with it. That's 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 basically it. And I think that's what we're
2: moving towards. Um, yeah. Oh, um I'm I couldn't bother to watch. the. I couldn't be bothered to watch the conference. Uh, I knew I'd get feedback from everywhere, every other, res- every other source. I had fully enjoyed all the memes about how people are going to be on the 21st and all that type of stuff. People talking about sleeping in their bed with their clothes laid out next to them and lots and lots of pictures of people looking totally wasted and effed up um, using those type of imagery. Um, I'm just like, yeah, OK, Uh I'm just I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I've, I've, I have fully acclimatized to being in the house. I'm, I can't lie. Um, and it doesn't it's, it's not become it doesn't seem abnormal to me that I haven't been outside, which is I don't know what that says about me. I'm OK, which is really weird. So I've got to go into my office tomorrow. So that would be interesting, actually having to get up early and go somewhere and do something of the norm, um, which I, I think it's just a matter of getting back into the, the the old way of the new way which will be the new way so i i i um i think it's interesting to see what happens i would like to be able to get out go out and not feel like we're going to get fined or in prison i could i wouldn't mind going to a restaurant and stuff going out so i don't know if i feel comfortable being in closed spaces so this thing about going to clubs and stuff i'm not necessarily excited just yet not sure about that not sure about if i'd go to carnival not sure about that um If you like, and I mean, that's August, but yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about enclosed spaces or lots of people on mass at the moment. Not sure. Um, Yeah, I don't don't even know if I'm answering any of the questions, but I just I don't know how I I just feel like indifferent. I'm we'll see what happens in it. And yeah, Nana, are you cool? Okay, cool. Let's get the um, uh, comments.
0: Okay, so, uh, Acacia says, I don't believe Doris, oops, I mean Boris, (laughs) laugh out loud. Loud. Um, Lennox says, stop insulting Wurzel Gummage? Laugh out loud? (laughs) (laughs) Wurzel Gummage, because I said he looked fully Wurzel. Okay, it's a bit naughty. Um, (laughs) Acacia says, things will never be the same. And Lennox says, there are a lot of businesses. Um, A lot of businesses have been lost. The truth is they haven't destroyed enough businesses. This was and is a pandemic, not a pandemic. Uh,
2: It would be interesting to see what comes back, what does return, what's sustained and what's going to be gone forever. Because our high streets have been like, well, in the past year, we've lost a lot on the high street so it'd be interesting what businesses rebirth and how that happens and how we do bounce back because humans are resilient and we do adapt to things quite quickly and work work it out for ourselves so it'd be interesting to see who survives i'd like lo- i'd hate for it to go back to normal i'd like to see some new fresh creative businesses and the high street not looking so um what's the word C- um commodified and you know a ch- factory chain and all that type of stuff but i mean I, I, if oxford circus came back fresh new and exciting i'd be interested to see that and things like that um but yeah it'd be interesting to see who survived and what they're going to do because there's going to be a lot of yeah a lot of cleanup there's a lot of cleanup to do even though we're all going to be rushing outside there's going to be reality once we spent all our money who's got jobs <laughs> and who's who's really you know got all that sewn up you know we've got people who've got in rent arrears and of bills and stuff like that and travel traveling because I'm sure they're going to put the travel up to TFL to, to re, you know to make up what they've lost for people not traveling all that type of stuff so what are the measures in place once we do return back to work and using resources that we need on a day-to-day basis how the hell are we all going to survive on that you know because you know wages are surely not going to go up to match what <laughs> the, the deficit so that'd be interesting
1: so I don't think that anything is going to return to normal, not the normal that we knew before last year anyway, because um, I don't see how it can be. For one, they've put taxes up already. So, you know, the, the threshold for tax, they mentioned this at the end of last year, that they would be putting that up. So if you were, and I think it's 40,000, no, it was 40,000. It's now less than that. So your tax bracket is now 40%. So basically the way that the government are going to recoup all of this money that they spent bailing out and i say that loosely bailing out businesses is going to be through tax so all these bailouts are not really bailouts our grandchildren are going to be paying this off unfortunately that's that's the truth of the matter um so a lot of businesses have failed there's no way that they can recover uh you know 21st of june is still a long time away and yeah it is much of the same but it's it's like that would be nearly a year and a half that people have not been able to function properly. There's a lot of small businesses out there that just can't make it. There's a lot of big businesses out there that just can't make it based on those terms. And even the fact of, you know, he's saying from the 21st, you can do this. Or I I think from the 17th of May, they're saying things will be a bit more relaxed at that point. But it will be two households still respecting social distancing. Unfortunately, when Boris makes these announcements, they are never very clear people will hear, oh, that means that two households, we can go out to eat. You can't go out to eat. You've still got to social distance. So we could, two of us could go out, but we'd have to be two metres away from each other. People don't do that. And the last time that they relaxed it a little bit, restaurants most certainly weren't implementing those rules. They weren't going around and saying, where do you live? And where do you live? And separating you. It was like, oh, you're a bubble. You've come together. You're a bubble. So I think there's a lot of things that are going to happen before we get to that point. I, I'm not confident that on the 21st of June all the floodgates are going to open and people are going to be able to hug and kiss each other and rave again. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's going to be a few spikes and a few hiccups there. This is his plan based on every single person getting the vaccine. As we said earlier, not every single person is going to get the vaccine. On top of that, maybe they wouldn't have had both vaccines by that point. I just think it's very, very optimistic to think that 21st of June. Why the 21st of June? What does, what data does he have to say 21st of June, this is what's going to happen. That's so, that's what I was just going to say, Auntie Shardy. <laughs> 21st of June is when Boris is like, I'm done. As for Carnival, that ain't happening this year. You've noticed that a few other festivals, Glastonbury's like, um, uh, no, actually not. Glastonbury. what was it? it? Was the one in America? Glastonbury has, has cancelled, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So Glastonbury's cancelled. Yeah. You're going to get the other ones cancelling because there's going to be no way to contain it and to make sure that you get the number of people that are supposed to be in the certain space. It's just a lot. And meanwhile, I'm patiently waiting for the next fit. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm really happy to see away with. Like the moment in time they say you can't wear masks, you don't need to wear mask anymore. I'm I'm so looking forward to that. And i um, I'm actually. Just a bit nervous. I feel like I need to have a badge that says I have hay fever because I feel like people are going to get my symptoms confused. Like, I'm not seizing because I've got COVID. I've got hay fever. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you're right. But I, I don't necessarily think that they're going to do wave with What he said is they'll
1: do a review as to whether or not they can do. And I think that review will be based on the number of people that have had vaccines against the number of people that haven't. Yeah. So, and
2: also, You're I, right about hay fever. What's the time frame after everything's in quotes okay that people are not? I don't know. Maybe maybe this. What they've
1: said is that COVID is going to be a frequent thing every winter. So much like you get the flu every winter, they're saying for the next few years at least, COVID is going to be a major thing. So it's never going. It's not going to go away. So this whole twenty first of June, everything going back to normal is lies. It's just his way of getting us through the next stages, making us feel like let's go and do this and let's, you know, let's all behave and social distance
2: in the meantime and we could have a summer. I just don't. Is there a absolutely. company who have created body pods? Because I'd like to invest in a body pod. Can we find out who's got body pods? <laughs> Why can't you just get one of those, um, what are the, those, orb Orbin suits? You can get in an orb thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah. And <laughs> roll around in is laugh. <laughs> um,
0: Isn't the 21st the summer solace?
2: Solstice. Um uh, Interesting.
0: So, you know, conspiracy people will be like, oh, my God, it's a sacrifice.
2: People are going to move up the Stonehenge and start. <laughs>
0: um, Lennox says it's because his birthday is on the 29th of June. I saw that too.
2: <laughs> the 19th. On the-
0: oh, 19th of June, sorry, the 19th of June. Boris's birthday is on the 19th of June, so he wants to make sure everything's open.
2: No. Listen, the, the politicians are tired of hiding their um, up and down shenanigans. They want to be out. You know they haven't stayed at home. You know they've been no. here there and everywhere. They've travelled. They've broken every single social distancing rule. Now they just want to be free so, so they can't get cussed and called into question, even though nothing ever gets done anyway. So, um, boy, let's see what happens, eh? Now it's time for aunties. No Best, because you know what? We know the best when it comes to giving advice and hearing your problems and solving them. However, as I always say, this is just our advice, just our opinion. We are not scientists, doctors or therapists. Qualified, anyway. Um, so, yeah, just take our words, hear them and interpret them how you like and do what you like. But we're not telling you by force. Thank you. Do not come for us. But anyway, but I am saying our voice is great. So I've got a dilemma. Do any of you guys have a dilemma? Okay, so my dilemma is, dear Auntie, A.K. because it was sent to me. Said to me, Um, this woman says that her daughter has had a boyfriend for many years now, really great guy, and um, the daughter is travelling soon. And the the mum, the mum she overheard, the daughter's godmother, giving her some advice on the phone, and it really pissed her off. And she wants to say something, but she doesn't know how to. So basically, the godmother was warning her goddaughter. that about leaving her boyfriend for such a lengthy amount of time because he might cheat and actually she should actually ask him in a nice way to come with her on holiday because um, yeah, there's, he might it's, it's a bit too long to leave him because the the, the 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 goddaughter's going away for about two months or whatever and it's a bit too long to leave the boyfriend and um, yes, because he could be wayward, he could feel neglected and what she should do is actually really ask him to come because this is a big risk to their relationship. These times now, um, Auntie A.K. I, was told that uh, the godmother's daughter herself, bit wild, has a bit of a rowdy life. Um, and ha- they don't have the greatest relationship between those two. And um, so the mother, so the woman that told, said, sorry, I'm really trying to walk around who said what. Um, <clears throat> the woman who brought this um, dilemma to me was like, she doesn't feel like this person has a right to give this type of advice. She doesn't agree with the advice either. I think, And she said she's a bit sick and tired of people having things to say to her child just because she's in a relationship. Um, and she feels like there's this whole thing about girl, women keeping men, blah, 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 blah. And it feels like there's a lot of pressure. And she was really annoyed. And she wants to say something, but she also doesn't want to be, you know, be offensive because it's her friend and all that type of stuff. So she's saying, what should she do? How should she approach the subject? And also, do you agree that, If, um, you know, going away and leaving your boyfriend at home is a problem for that amount of time. Sorry, and they're young. They're like in their early 20s, the couple. Hopefully I made that clear. Please ask if you need more clarity. Auntie Farah.
1: Okay, first thing. um, If they can't withstand the time apart, then they shouldn't be together. This will be the test of whether or not they can be together or they shouldn't. That's it. because. If he's gonna cheat, he's gonna cheat. Or if she's gonna cheat, she's gonna cheat. But as far as the godmother giving advice, that is her opinion. She's obviously got a relationship with the godchild. That's just her opinion. The godchild doesn't necessarily have to take it. As for the mum who overheard, is I I wonder is the godmother the
0: godmother via the. What is
2: happening to the gremlins? Are back? How? Oh. What's going on? It's just me and you. It's just me and you. <laughs> okay, go on, Deshade. Take over. Okay. So, I, I think. What was the question? So, what is the direct? What are
0: you asking?
2: In a nutshell. Hmm. The, the the distressed mother is saying one, first of all, she feels like it was not that the um, godmother shouldn't give advice to her daughter, but it's a bit is advice a bit too far because she didn't really like the advice. And that's what she's not saying. The godmother shouldn't give advice, but she didn't like it, and she wants to tell the godmother to stay out, not to give that type of advice to her child. Another thing is also is possibly the godmother right? Just as a, as a by the by, is it a risk that um, to the relationship if the young people you know go away, the, the daughter the daughter's going away for a couple of months, and the boyfriend isn't going? So I think is
0: it... I think um I think it's a is you don't want to have that conversation but I think it is a conversation that you should have do you know what I mean like maybe not in those words of like I you know inciting fear that he's gonna cheat or whatever kind of thing but there is a there it's just a very real thing that if you're away from someone for a long time feelings can change like it it can but I, I would probably more do it in like a way of like your feelings might change. So this gives you opportunity to reflect your relationship and blah, 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 or even what have you got planned to make sure you guys keep in contact, keep in touch. Do you know what I mean? So look at it from a very positive angle. Um, but I don't think there's... The thing is, if the mother is talking, giving advice in that way, that is because she feels that she is allowed to give advice in that way. Do you know what I mean? So therefore, she's been in an environment in a... Uh, where she's been, she has the space to do that. Um, So I think that the mother being upset by that, I don't know. And I don't know what the daughter's got to do, the goddaughter's daughter's daughter's got to do with anything. That's got nothing to do with anything. She's not talking about, she's not, she's not bringing, it's not her daughter in question, is it? Do you know what I mean? So like that shouldn't qualify the advice that she's given um do you know what I mean I, I don't I don't think it works like that and I think it's just because the mother doesn't like what she's hearing but um without knowing more it could be really it it, it could be that the mother she's she's talking to the godmother about it because the mother is in a bubble and doesn't want to deal with the reality of it do you know what I mean and that's that's you know, that sometimes children speak to people outside of their parents so they can get a different perspective and sometimes have an honest conversation without judgment, do you know what I mean? Or without imposing their own views as well, kind of thing, so there's that too. So I just think, yeah, Uh, do I think, yeah, I just think maybe, maybe do it in like a more positive way if you have to have that conversation. But then in terms of talking to the godmother, I know this is a long-winded answer. Uh, but in terms of talking to the good mother, I think, I think, yeah, if if it bothers if the if it bothers the mother, then yeah, talk to her and just say, like, look, that's not thingy, but you need to put the as the mother, you need to put the ground rules down. Like, don't be giving unsolicited advice to my to my children. Do you know what I mean? And I think that is fair enough to say, like, I'm, you know, like the young people around me, they know they bloody should know (laughs) that that just because someone is my friend doesn't make them your friend just because my friend does this doesn't mean you should do that do you know what i mean it doesn't mean that that what she what or what people around me do or what um is 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 an should be an example for them do you know what i mean or what they say should be an example for them and they know that they should know that (laughs) because i made that very clear that it's uh you know It's, um, you
2: have people around you for different reasons. Not everyone's a role model. Um, Auntie Nana and Auntie Farah, are you back in the land of Auntie? Can we hear you? I was talking and then all of a sudden it was just me. (laughs) Auntie Nana, is your mic back? No, what's happening? Auntie Farah, do you want to finish what you were saying?
1: Yeah, I think Auntie Shade, from what I heard, you you basically said the same thing as me. Like, you should be able to have that conversation with the godmother and say, you know, listen. Please mind what you're saying because you're probably no offense to you. You'll maybe not be, you're maybe not the best person to have those conversations with my child. But yeah, I don't know. But like Auntie Sade said, just because that person does something doesn't mean that you can do it too. There's all of that kind of shit too. But I do feel like two months ain't nothing if your relationship is solid. If relationship is rocky, then there's going to be issues
2: yeah I think I said similar like at the end of the day it would um time will tell and I think what how the how the mothers put it was that it was unsolicited and she overheard and she could see that her daughter was a bit like like this I really heard and when in having a conversation with her daughter she realized that she gets a lot of people advising her about her relationship from all sorts of areas because people are so invested in the fact that she's got a boyfriend and it does stem from this whole thing about girls having relationships and I don't know there's a bit of um, over um, indulgence in people in her business because she's got a man and people around her not, don't necessarily have a man so there's all this kind of you've got to keep him make sure you keep him all this type of stuff so she gets a lot of unsolicited input from friends as well and other you know people that feel like they can tell or something so that's where the frustration for the mother's frustration comes from um, but yeah let's get some comments
0: Okay, so.
2: Saw you were about to drink, weren't you? <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, all right. Um, Me says, uh, but what if the daughter was going on holiday to have fun as well? Um, and Lennox says, but if they haven't got the, that trust in the first place, the relationship is on rocky ground. Oh, sorry, I missed one. So, sorry, Lennox said in the beginning that. Um, that advice is silly to give. If the boy wants to cheat, he doesn't need a holiday to do that. Sonia asks, how old is the daughter? And oh. Ronald says that they, sorry, the godmother has planted a seed of doubt that will eventually lead to the end of the relationship.
2: And The, 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 the guys are in their 20s, uh, early 20s. And um yeah. So it, it it is it was a little bit of maybe fear. Among me. I mean, it's a comment like the, the mother said she'd already had that kind of conversation, just checking how her daughter feels about the situation going away and all, if she has any reservations. They've already had that conversation. And it was just literally hearing that and just felt it was a bit like, it's, it's sort of getting on my nerves. But anyway. But like, are they friends? Not, anyway,
0: so anyway,
1: let me stop. <laughs> That's, That's a, what I said. Is it godmother from the dad's side or is it godmother from the mum's side? Godmother from the mum's side.
2: From the mum's side.
1: If it's the mum's side, then the mum should be able to say anything because for example if like in ten fifteen years time you're saying something A- auntie AK, you're saying something to Egypt and I don't nec- my daughter, I don't necessarily agree with it, I'm gonna be like, What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, did you say something? It's just <laughs> like when you're talking to your child and I don't agree with it, I'm like, I'm I'm up, uh, don't listen to her, she's chatting shit. Well I don't say she's chatting shit, but I'm like, no. So yeah, you should be able to say something. If this is your friend, the godmother of your child. You should be able to say something to that person. Yeah,
0: a godmother's God advice does not Trump a mother's advice. Oh, hell point. no, absolutely yeah. not. See, so uh, that's getting shut down in mm. the moment. Like, what are you talking about? I'm taking your phone. What are you talking about, please? All right, cool. Speech. Uh, we'll we'll call you back. Is end the conversation, and then I'll like, explain to my daughter like why that conversation had to end. It's
2: just I think it's
0: pretty simple, but yeah.
2: Thank you guys. Any more dilemmas? for really. me. Okay, moving on. Well, can we have pause for a technical check-in? What's happening, Auntie Nana? Still no sound. So guys listening, if you can't see, beautiful Auntie Nana is um, having trouble with her sound. So we haven't heard from her in a little while. Don't take offence. Um, she hasn't just shut down on us. But we, the show must go on, I guess. Moving on to For the Culture. For the Culture. Actually, did we have a For the Culture? Yeah, you put it in yeah, the running order. There's, a one couple, one. there's like two of them. Yeah, I wasn't sure what we had agreed on. Sorry. Um, yes. So, 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 so. In For the Culture, where we discuss what's going on in social worlds, what's happening in the culture, what's affecting us, what we're talking about. The news is some of you might find it sad, some of you might roll your eyes, some of you might be like, Yay, finally. Um, Kim and Kanye have called it quits. And um, citing Iran. what is it? Iran, ir- ir- I can't even bloody say I don't know why I set myself up to say that word. Irreconcilable. Irreconcilable differences. Thank you very much. Um, and, uh, you know, a few things are getting leaked, like um, Kim was saying that Carney wasn't compromising in a relationship and blah, blah, blah. Whatever you think you know about the relationship, I guess we will never really know because we weren't inside it. However, questions. How do you feel about this divorce announcement? Uh, <laughs> sorry, Lennox made me laugh. And what actually came out of it? Because Auntie, Char- Auntie Charlie actually put a video in from I should have got the actor's name. But those of you who watched Succession, there's a guy called the character called Greg, the actor who plays Greg. who's um, fan fave he released a very funny um video kind of pondering what if kim was looking at maybe a different type of guy for her next man and maybe just maybe he could shoot his shot and get a chance and then the hidden implications of that is that this guy greg is a white guy this um, actor is a white guy and we all know nicholas um his name, is his name what's his name sorry nicholas Braun. nicholas Braun. so nicholas Braun is a white guy and we all know um, Kim's dating history has been predominantly black men. Um, so I wanted to—I was wondering, what would be the implication if Kim were to start dating a white man? Are there any implications? Um, and I just wanted to explore that and what you guys' thoughts are. If Kim started dating a white man, does it issue a very big statement? Or does it not matter and it is what it is? Going to Auntie Shade. Mate, right.
0: um... I don't think it has any implication. I, I think for her and her lifestyle, I don't think it's going to make a friggin' difference, to be honest, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't, they live in a bubble anyway, so it's almost like, um, it's almost as if race doesn't exist to them. So why would it be an issue if she dates? I was going to say outside her race. <laughs> if, she, if she dates her actual race. But she's mixed anyway, so I don't even know what I mean. But but anyway, I just think, nah, I don't I don't I don't I don't think it. what I what I am um interested in is um what was what Kanye's gonna do next because you know that something is coming. Like you know there's gonna be dramatic something that's gonna just blow everybody's mind because there's no way he's gonna allow his ex-wife to have more publicity than him no way it's not going to happen so uh yeah i wonder what kanye is going to do next
2: auntie farah yeah i
1: agree it's whether she dates a white guy whether she dates a blue guy whether she dates a purple guy it makes no difference they're in their bubble who cares like and at the end of the day it's not like there's not white people in her family it's not like there's not black people in her family. It doesn't make any difference whatsoever. And this whole thing about the Kar- the Kardashians destroy. Our oh, auntie Nana's gone again. Mate. Anyway, that's what. Back to my rant. I I just, I just don't think it makes a difference. You know, like it's not like they basically Kim and Kanye. They've agreed for joint custody. It's not like Kanye's going to disappear from his children's life and they're never going to know about their black side. That's not going to happen. He's still going to have the input with his children. She's also Armenian, like Auntie Sade said. It's not like she's just full-blown Anglo-Saxon. That's not what she is. So they've got a very diverse... background anyway can i tell you the funniest thing about that story in that video i never realized that was the man from from succession
2: Did I you know? Know. <laughs> well, ask her why she didn't realize because it would be really like two episodes how would you i just mean, was some random like funny white guy i didn't
1: realize it was a man from succession it's only now you've said that i'm like
0: oh yeah that's why it's so funny (laughs) because he's like basically doing great but but i get it now
1: now that you've said that i fully understand it but i didn't get it i didn't get it i didn't get it but But, yeah it doesn't it doesn't make any difference kim's dated all sorts Kanye's dated all sorts. It doesn't make any difference. It's not going to make the children any less mixed than they are. It doesn't make no difference whatsoever. As long as she's not going to be one of these people who's like, oh, I don't date black men now because. But I don't think that she will be because she went out with Ray J. And then she, you know, then she continued to go out with people after Ray J. What? If you can date Ray J and still <laughs> date black men, then boy. What does that
0: say? That's so bad. <laughs>
2: You're back. I know. Are you back? Can you
3: guys hear me now? Yay! Yay! <laughs> right, well, I'm back from my phone.
2: <laughs> yeah. We, can you turn it horizontal? It might fill the screen. If you turn it horizontal. I, I learned that. No. Okay. It worked on Zoom. Okay.
3: Know, no. Yeah. No. Really, sorry. Um, you know what? Kim and Kanye, um, I'm worried about the children. I really am. And it's because Russ has been watching this um, YouTube channel and he interviews lots of uh, prostitutes and strippers. And a lot of them, they kind of fall into it through like a divorce taking place, like their family splits apart. Like they all have this story. And some of them, it's all walks of life. They're not all poor. There's lots of rich people in there. And it's just yeah, I don't know, it just struck something in me, like, oh, but what about all of these children and this big public split? Like, who knows, there's four of them and then they may be brought up by some white man and, you know, like, little North may what? turn into <laughs> I what just feel sorry for the kids. That's what I'm saying, I feel for the kids and I think for these black children, I would like them to Maybe still be in um, a black environment, but I feel like the the Kardashians are going to switch, and their future partners are going to be white.
0: All of her, all of her uncles, all of their uncles are black. I just don't think. Uh, well, apart from Scott, right? But like, I just don't. Th- I don't think that's going to be the case. Personally, they and, just um, all didn't go for black men. Even
1: like, I mean, like Chloe went out with Lamar, and that relationship was toxic. He was a yeah. crack addict, and then and after they broke up. Say so that again. And she's a liar. <laughs> and after they broke up, she's, she went with another black man. So I, I think they like black men, innit? And, you know, the only one that doesn't is probably Courtney. And, and Kendall. Kendall likes everything. Oh,
0: Kendall. Does she?
2: Okay. Yeah, she's been with black men. She's been with white men. Okay. I think um, the thing about... Kim specifically dates a white man. I don't know if it will issue us, not a statement, but I just wondered what it would say, what it would look like. It's not, would, less about the children necessarily, but this, if you've had a succession of publicly dating black men, and I don't know if from the perspective of white men who like the Kardashians and feel like we'll never get a shot and we'll never get a chance. What is that? What, what are the implications to them? What does it look like to them? And if she does start dating a white man, does it say anything about, Black man, I don't. I think in the culture there is something that people might say because if what if Kanye went back to a black woman, what would you? I, would mean, I think would think that's probably
0: more of a conversation, conversation. But Kim is probably like, I mean, what is this? Her third marriage? Or yeah, fourth, third her marriage. Third marriage. You know what I mean? I think she's more likely to be like Elizabeth Taylor and get like eight or nine. And I don't, I don't think it's gonna matter. <laughs> like, but like if Kanye gets with a black woman, and then his life is on track, I think that's probably a conversation, you know what I mean? Like, more for the culture. I don't think it's about Kim, if that makes sense. I don't
2: think anyone would feel some type, like, someone who's had a history of dating black men then decides to date a white man after consistently having... But she's of mixed heritage. So if she wants
1: to date a white guy, she can date a white guy. I'm not saying she can't. I'm not saying saying you're saying that. I'm saying for people that are suddenly, like, Oh, she's dating white guys now. She's a lot. She's she can date a so. No, what? I
2: don't think it is. It's not about the criticism. It's more about. I don't, Maybe I'm not trying to. I'm not explaining it. i um, just does it. say I don't know. I, okay. I, You're I saying, it, it. does it
1: make a statement? It doesn't make a statement to me, me personally, because she is she's
2: of white heritage. No, so not, she, not her dating white. It's not like a black woman dating a white man. It's more like she's had a history of dating black men. Then after all the failed relationships, she's like. I'm going to date a white man now. Whether it's does but it say, dating white men as well? I don't Just know. Just not word. for
1: long. She dated her bodyguard. He was white. Oh yeah. You know she's dated a few, but I, I think she gravitates to men of a certain hue, doesn't she? But um, so I, but but my main thing is anyone that feels that like it's making a statement against black men, then shut up
0: because she could she how. Think so. I don't know. She's chosen to have four children with a black man. That's what she's chosen to. have like, do you know what I mean? Like, she made that happen. She didn't. She like someone with her her agency, her wealth, her popularity. She made that choice on purpose. Do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't. It, that's not an accident. So I don't know. I don't. I don't. Maybe from that perspective, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't see Kim being the family person that she is. Like, for her to have another child outside of Kanye, because I think she wants that two-parent situation. Like, I think that's what she wants. Um, And that's what she projected on the show for how many years. So I would be surprised if she had a relationship with someone else and had a child. But then I feel she
1: might be like Chris. I mean, minus the affair Um, scenario, I feel like it might be like Chris. She might go on to have like another two kids with someone. Uh, think
3: maybe, I think culturally that's actually like quite um interesting point. If Kim or the Kardashians did decide on brand, we are no longer dating black men. What <laughs> I actually do think culturally for black men who were out there kind of um, finding their Kims. Maybe they wouldn't be in favour anymore with the like the people that look up to the Kardashians. It would actually like be quite um uh, a fashion statement to move on to That's where I was coming from, thank you. Maybe it wouldn't I mean, be white I mean, men, maybe it would actually be more like we're into kind of um, Latinos now or or Armenians, like but actually en masse I think that would be a cultural shift that they could actually do. If they decided to not date black men anymore, I actually think that's a thing. I don't. I don't think that. Um,
0: I actually think that the reign of the um, Kardashians is they're on their way out. So I don't think that they're going to have that kind of leverage and power in the future. To be honest, so I don't think it's going to really matter who they're dating. They've peaked already. Do you know what I mean? So I, just I would 100% agree with that. And I and I honestly would hate to think that Kim Kardashian. Has that much power over black men, like as a, on a global scale? Like,
2: well, she, a, I think culturally, she's had a shift in our culture. in In so called black culture, Kim has had a big impact on um, beauty standards and looks that they that that. People but has, have,
0: she, has she though? Well, Kim, because because you, you're basically what she the look that she goes for is like more of that. Like ambiguous look, right? Do you know what I mean? But guys were going for that beforehand anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what was projected in media anyway. I think she just fed into it. So I don't think she caused that.
3: She no. just fed into it and rode that wave. Do you know no. what I, mean? Her look, I don't think she, she created it. that look. Like, If you think of the amount of footballers, if you just look at footballers who they've been marrying over the last three years, their wives look like Kim Kardashian. And that wasn't a case before. Before it was more like parents children. Day. It was more a blonde wife. But the wives have got darker hair, they they're tanned, they're looking more racially ambiguous. Like that's okay, we kind of okay, gotta no, give I, her some type of credit. Well, it's, yeah. not, it's not yeah, over here. Yeah. I think, I think Kim, Kim there's yeah, like, so many really really it's, really like, really it's like it's the Kardashian
1: uh, look. Yeah, okay. I think Kim but, Kardashian the thing is Sorry, I was just going to say. The thing is, I think that's, um, it's not real life though. You know, mm. it's what's projected. Because in real life, can you say in real life the majority of black men that you know they go out with Kardashian-looking women? In real life, I don't think so. Nope. The majority. I I can't I can't personally say that I know one black man whose woman looks like Kim Kardashian. I can't. That's just that's, that's just me. I don't think in everyday real life people are walking around with Kim's. I think in the media it's portrayed like that's what's going on. How many times do we say that this image of, of um black men with in, in mixed relationships isn't yeah. As as much as it see, as it is in on the media as it is in real life, we said it all the time. It's yeah, not I
2: real. Think, I definitely think there's protection and I definitely think there's a bubble of social media, and then there's the reality. And I think on every day you you're not because there aren't a, every, there aren't Kim's walking down the street every day anyway. So the the there's, what is aspirational and what people having want to have the reality is not in front of them. But we can't deny that there are beauty standards that we we talk about being black women. We know. No, no, women. no. no I, yeah, so that's, that's what i'm saying yeah. right? that's i'm saying well, yeah, but in real life it is effect it does affect us it not in the day-to-day reality there aren't a bunch of kings walking around but if there were a bunch of kings walking around maybe we could have a bit of a stronger argument but for the fact that in um it, we day-to-day obviously we know that that it's not it's not possible it's not even possible to have that type of output however social media and culture it does infiltrate into how people think, how we discuss things, fashion, all this type of stuff, even fashion styles. we got like boohoo, pretty little thing on the models. What's the other one that was popular? The American one. What's that one? Sorry. Fashion Nova. Fashion Nova. The models are all in the image of similar looking Kim Kardashian types. I think she spawned a culture. Whether she, I, I understand that maybe her, the Kardashians are peaking now and their influential power is not that. But I do think they spawned a culture and aspirationals for black women and white girls to kind of model their looks and their style and their imagery on how Kim Kardashian um, acted. So that's why I think I understand. You know
0: what is so funny, though, because I think that what she what she has brought to the culture is like embracing her. her, (laughs) I'm going to say this in a very confident quotes, natural figure (laughs) in a sense. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, embracing by that, the Coca Cola bottle shape let's not say if it's curvy, natural, right? And I think as black women, we're generally more curvy, mm-hmm. so like you're gonna gravitate to a, a, a celebrity that looks more in your vein, even if there's few, do you know what I mean? Like, you're gonna go, to, you're gonna gravitate towards that. So, I think that she again it's like she's tapped into something that's already there yeah. and then things and trends are attributed to her but she yeah. didn't start them no i don't <laughs> you know what i mean, that, no, that, but, I I think mean that, but that's what i'm saying it's just that like, that's what the media does it attributes these things to her and creates this false narrative that kim created this culture no 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 you fed off the culture you appropriated it that's yes. that's do you yes. know what i mean that's what you've done and yes you've done it very yes. successfully
2: that's, know, that's exactly because, she was, because she was so successful and appropriate in a culture and got to the point where people would attribute it to her then that means there are some things that people will attribute to her whether it's facts or not you know because people are lazy they, they just take what's in the culture and be like this is what it is and kim gets um credited for things that we've been doing black women's shape been black women's shape we've been talking about coca bottle coca 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 cola bottle shapes from bloody 90s and beyond Do you know what i mean the yeah. shape has been talked about but the fact that she was able to capitalize on stuff from our culture and become the poster for it I just don't think that we can say that her influence is can be so easily denied however yes in the day-to-day reality of course of course like it's, there aren't Kims walking around but I just don't think but I do really hear what what Nana said was kind of where I was going to um I was just thinking that yeah I think it, it, does, it, it might
3: say something not the B or I, I, I feel like it would just, like, relationship-wise. So forget Kim, because Kim is old now to young people. It's really Kylie, and Kylie has more followers Mm. than her and is considered more influential than Kim now anyway. But that type of, you know, like, having the dark-skinned rapper boyfriend or Mm. having the dark-skinned basketballer, like, they all, all of them on Wholesale, the sisters apart from Courtney, kind of fed into that. And it's like, if again, on wholesale, they brought in a new brand of man and made him hot. I feel like some black men would feel away. I I, I, th- I think it could happen. Like if they did, I think that they could just shift where the gaze is because they seem to have the media's attention. Because
2: why would, what would the culture be? I mean, it was, yeah, 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 I, 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 yeah, I think that. Let's get the comments, let's get some comments.
0: Okay, so where am I? Lennox um, says, "Who cares?" Uh, Nicola's eye roll. Uh, Lennox goes on to say, "Another man gets destroyed by the Kardashians." Um, Nicola says, "Auntie Nana put up unwritten written sign." Sorry, <laughs> that was when you we couldn't hear you. <laughs> um, Winning um, or we weenie um, says, "I don't." Think it matters? No one cares. Kim K is overrated. I'm wondering what Kanye, what Kanye we will get now? Same. Akoya um, says it's her business who she dates. It's given, given, it's given a random whitish woman too much power over Black life. Like, who gives a fuck if any Black person feels a way about her their Blackness because of Kim K? They need to take some stuff. <laughs> they are the one with the problem (laughs) serious with caution and they're not legal but anyway (laughs) lennox says um but you had black girls that tried to look like kim kardashian (sighs) kim so akoya says kim look is a black look she didn't invent that blackness that's that look started when i was a teenager it started with porn stars in the like 80s and 90s um Okoye also says, uh, thank you, Auntie Farah, for talking some sense. Uh, Lennox says, Okay, I agree with you. And Ronald says, this is what you ladies do well. You turned a celebrity breakup into discussion on cultural appropriation, interracial date, dating and role models. Thank wow. you, Ronald. That's the whole point. <laughs> do, you, do you know that's what we do? <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's what
2: I'm saying. It wasn't just about Kim and Kanye's breakup, you know. There's more to it, you know. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. so... I think we can. Do we have time for more? Or do we want to move on? We gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta move on. Um, so girls, ladies, what's made you and people watching and listening, what's made you sad, mad and glad this week? Come on, tell us. Auntie Nana, seeing as you're back with the vocals.
3: Okay, um, I have nothing that's really made me sad. Mad has most definitely been um Matt Hancock and not so much that it had be it was really more the amount of um, I guess the general public that were kind of like oh yeah no you know the government is still doing the best that they can and all of that bullshit was just like infuriating reading that on Twitter and Twitter is an absolute cesspool Um, and what I'm glad about uh, nothing has particularly made me glad either just glad to be alive Auntie Farah,
1: I am mad that my summer holidays are getting (laughs) cancelled. I'm also sad that my summer holidays are getting cancelled. But I am glad that the kids go back to school on the 8th of March. Thank you, Jesus Lord, bless. Thank you so much. Because I was about to drop my daughter off at Boris's house. Um, I'm also glad that my mum is getting her knee operation because she's been waiting for it for a very long time and it's had a massive impact on her. So I'm very glad about that.
2: And Shelley?
0: Um, I am glad. I don't have a sad and mad actually. I am just glad about the roadmap and like having some sort of direction in terms of what's going to happen. And I'm glad that. I saw a clip from James O'Brien and LBC and he had an honest, like an honest conversation about Meghan and Harry and basically just said, yeah, it's because he was quoting someone, but he's saying, yeah, because it's just racism, man. (laughs) Basically. So, yeah, I was glad about that.
2: Um, Thank you. I have no sads, I don't think. Um, Have no mads, I don't think. And I'm just glad that, even though I'm comfortable in my little bubble, I am glad that something's going to force me to go back outside because I think I'm way too comfortable being inside and being by myself. It's quite fun. Um, and I'm also glad that on Thursday I'll be hosting... A, I'm actually scared, scared glad. I'm hosting an event, um, speaking to Spike Lee, Delroy Lindo, Clark Peters and Terence Blanchett. Hi. For,
0: um,
2: or um You and your, your showbiz best mate, Delroy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, just hosting a Q&A speaking about The Five Bloods if you haven't watched it, it's on Netflix, it's about black four black Viet, um, Vietnam War vets who return to Vietnam to find uncovered treasure and to find the buried remains of their leader, their squad leader who was played by Chadwick Boseman it's like his second to last role up, um, before Mar Rainey, before he's untimely passing so while we get getting into a chat with Spike Lee and them, I am scared but I, it's also very fun and very glad that um, I'm doing it, so yeah the link is
0: more than fine this moment.
2: It's, um, um,
1: brilliant, this is you, man. You've got this in the bag, mm. like smarting. And everyone
0: Get tune in. in. Where can they tune in?
2: Yeah, so um, it's on all our socials. Uh, there's a sorry, yeah, go to the British Blacklist, www, on in our What's on section, but it's on all our socials. Um, and if you go to our Instagram and go to our link in bio, it's the top link, and you just go and sign up. It'll um, take you to the Netflix sign up page. It's free. It's on Thursday, 6.30 p.m. UK time, and hear me chat to the legends, the legends of film, um, about the film. Yeah, that's it. I have signed up. Oh, okay, I'm, so I'm going to sign up today. <laughs> yeah. Um, be
1: scared. I don't want... Listen, you've spoken to them both and oh, all. Yeah, yeah, Exactly, yeah, yeah. you've spoken
2: to them all. You Like, come on now. Okay. We, we won't have a public <laughs> talk, thank you. But yes, we will. <laughs> um. So thank you guys. Uh, this has been Your Aunties Could Never episode 50. You can watch us back on Facebook and YouTube and you can listen to our this episode drop on Saturday on the audio if you prefer to listen to um, us on the headphones, on the wireless as they call it in the old days and um, we'll be later on talking on Clubhouse at 10 p.m. Gonna cover some of these things. We might get back into Kim and Kanye. We might talk about B. Simone, calling out women with high expectations, kind of roll reverse it. We might talk about Gorilla Girl. We might talk more about road mapping, who knows? But come and join us 10 p.m. on Clubhouse where we'll get into more popular culture, debate and discussion. That's aunties after dark. Auntie Farah's pointing. I'm pointing because before we go, I have an unpopular opinion. Actually, it's not even
1: an unpopular opinion. It is a hit list. So this week on my hit list is Facebook, um, oh, customer service, or lack yeah. of. Right. So basically, I have been trying to get an ad onto Facebook stroke Instagram for my business, blah, blah, blah. And they have sent me round the houses And back again, I feel like I ran to Grenada and swam back. That's how that much of a journey I've been on in order to get some fucking sense out of Facebook. You go online, you say that you want to speak to customer service. They tell you to click on this link. You click on this link, it sends you somewhere else. You go somewhere else, it sends you back where you started. It's it's like I was on the verge of tears because that's how frustrating it was. It was so frustrating. I couldn't speak to a human being. I couldn't even speak to a bot. That's how bad it was. I could speak to nobody. It was just like click, 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 click. You know, like 10 different folders open. I just like, yeah, I was over it. I was over it. I was over it. I had to, I went on YouTube. I Googled the hell out of how to's. It was just so annoying. And then one day it just worked. But they didn't email me to tell me that it worked. I just happened to be refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. And it worked. And I was like, Facebook customer service doesn't actually exist. So
2: they're on my hit list. This week, put my hands up, and it's great. But fuck. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, I, I I don't want to even sh- step into your glory because I remember what I was mad about. Google services do one. I might talk about it next week. Damn, <laughs> help services that don't help. <laughs> but anyway, it's called no Facebook. That's what it should be called. But anyway, thank you guys, and thank you if everyone saying. Kudos and congratulations, thank you, thank you Thank you, Um, sign up, don't forget to sign up And see us later tonight or next week At 5pm as usual on a Tuesday Bye. Bye Bye Bye